Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Make sure to check it out and let them know the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, September 23rd. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and quickly follow the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. Be sure to go and follow right now and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. All right, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for checking into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Hope you're all having a phenomenal day so far. Of course, the big news and all the talk of today surrounding the Blackhawks is... The opening day of training camp this morning down at Fifth Third Arena in Chicago. Unfortunately, I personally won't be able to be there until sometime next week, probably, which it's killing me that um, I'm not able to be down there for these first couple of days. But even being able to see uh, all the highlights and clips and stuff on Twitter, that's still, it's doing the job. It's getting me super amped for the start of hockey season here, folks. And it's nice to have an actual training camp before heading into the year finally for the first time in in seemingly forever there will be, you know, there's a normal offseason and a a regular scheduled amount of time in order to prep for the beginning of the the grind and the grueling NHL season. And on the show yesterday, quick reminder, for those of you who haven't checked it out yet, definitely be sure to do so because... In the last segment of the show yesterday, I talked about a couple of different battles and players in particular to keep an eye on for these next couple of weeks for the Blackhawks. This training camp, it's it's so critical and so crucial in numerous different ways for the position battles, for players, like I just said. For the team's sake, obviously, there's finally some some high expectations for this team for the first time in a while. Uh, and with that, you know, the coaching staff also needs to be prepared and needs to show something as well. It's a big year for them too. So again, you know, be sure to go and check out yesterday's episode. Go and give that a listen if you haven't done so yet because there's a lot of good stuff packed in there and and some good things to be mindful of when watching the Blackhawks during training camp. And also one thing that I I wanted to say real quick before getting into uh, what went down here on the first day of Blackhawks training camp, one quick thing I wanted to be sure to bring up is just let's all remember to relax a little bit and take everything that happens here in the next couple of weeks with a grain of salt. The line combinations, um, the the defensive pairings, the the split groups that we're having. Well, you know, it is important. Like I said, it's it's a very critical and 
crucial camp each and every day. But at the same time, you, you don't want to be overly critical or get, getting yourself too wound up over uh, some of the decisions that are happening at this time of the year because it, it very well may not even mean anything or may not even be relevant by the time the season actually starts. So if there's something that you know you see and you completely dis- disagree with it, or even on the flip side, if there's something that you see and you're like, yes, let's go, that has to happen, and if there's something that happens that, that makes you super excited about a player or something, just remember that after all, this is still training camp, and it's just more so of a, a little bit of a warm-up before getting into the regular season. So let's just let's not go in and lose our marbles over something that happened uh, on the first day of training camp. But all right, as for the Blackhawks and their training camp, their official training camp roster finally came out yesterday. And my, oh my, what a list we have here, ladies and gentlemen. 63 players in total. 63 were invited to training camp by the Hawks this year. 38 forwards, 18 defensemen, and 7 goaltenders. Now, I'm obviously not going to go over each and every player that made it to camp because, A, it's fairly obvious everyone seems to be here. And B, uh, saying 63 names, you know, that's just going to take up way too much time on the show, and no one wants to hear me read off a list that they can just go find themselves on Twitter. So, 63 players, it's a, it's a huge list. If you want to go check it out, you can literally Google it anywhere, and you'll find uh, that, find the list that the Blackhawks tweeted out yesterday. But more more importantly, there's just no real surprises here. Each and every player with an NHL contract made the camp roster. All 44 players there checked off. Yeah, again, just no no real surprises other than, I guess you could say, the amateur and the professional tryouts that the Blackhawks handed out. So, um, oops, dropped my phone. But yeah, 63 players invited to Blackhawks training camp this year. That's a, a lot to keep up with. But again, that's that's what makes it all the more interesting this time of year, especially with a Blackhawks team that's trying to get back to the playoffs after missing out in every year since 2017. All right, there are some opening thoughts on day one of Blackhawks training camp. Coming up in just a minute, I'll discuss who the Hawks split up into group one, group two, and group three on the first day. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership? Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and you can even choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're also the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you'll ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices? I also need to talk to you all about DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, 
you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So go get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more right now at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just got done talking about the Blackhawks inviting 63 players to training camp this fall. Now, as for how they split up those 63 players for the first day of camp, Group 1, they split them into three groups. Group 1 came out around 9.45 or 10 a.m. this morning to warm up and stuff. And that group consisted of the majority of the NHL players for the Blackhawks this season. All the big-name guys were in Group 1 for the most part. Patrick Kane, Alex DeBrinkett, Seth Jones, Marc-Andre Fleury. And arguably, the most notable name for the Blackhawks here in training camp, Captain Jonathan Taze was out there in Group 1 as well, taking part in each and every drill. And he really looked good and, and comfortable out there, having a lot of fun with his teammates and stuff. Uh, and just enjoying himself, at least from from the clips that I saw on social media today. So, great news there, obviously, that Taze took full part in day one of Blackhawks training camp. But, but per usual, like Stan Bowman said in his press conference yesterday, this remains a day-to-day thing with Taze going forward because no one, not even Taze himself, can predict how he's going to feel when he wakes up the next day or how he's going to feel in, in two weeks or two months. Obviously, it's good news that he's he's feeling like himself right now, and, and he's been feeling, you know, good enough to return to the ice for, for some time. But sadly, that can change at any given moment. That's the scariest part about what Taze has been dealing with. There's really no when or why. It, it just happens. That's the reality of the situation. But it it is for sure great to see Taze back out there with his teammates, taking full part in all the drills in the first day of training camp. And as for the line combinations that the Hawks rolled out there this morning with Group 1, again, as I just said a minute ago, don't read into it too much, um, but it, it is still curious and you can't help yourself but get get excited over seeing who, who could potentially be playing on the same line with each other this year. Um, but to start it off, the captain, Jonathan Taze, per usual, is out there in his top-line center position, and he skated today with... Dominic Kubalik on the left wing, which shouldn't come as much of a surprise after uh, in the last season that Taze played two years ago, those two showed tremendous cam- uh, tremendous chemistry together in Kubalik's rookie year, and that really helped vault him up to uh, third in the Calder Trophy voting. So not, not a surprise to see those two paired together right out of the gate. 
And then Brandon Hagel was the winger of choice on day one to skate alongside them. Big ups for Hagel there to open up camp on the top line. And that just goes to show you, you know, how good this kid was for the Blackhawks as a rookie last year. He was really impressive in many various ways on the ice. And I do believe he could potentially be a good fit up there with Jonathan Taze and Dominic Kubelik being like a a utility guy for those two, kind of like a Drake Kajula. The Blackhawks saw success out of that trio a couple years back with Kajula, Taze, and Kubelik. And I think Brandon Hagel kind of can provide the, those those same things that Kajula did for that tandem while also still being able to provide a little bit of offense as well, which is, of course, important being inside the top six. As for the second line, the second part of the top six, Patrick Kane and Alex DeBrinkett teamed up once again. No surprise there. But a little shocking today, as their center was newly acquired Tyler Johnson from the Tampa Bay Lightning. A little bit interesting because I think most people expected Kirby Doc to be in the player, uh, to be the player, excuse me, in the middle of Kane and DeBrinkett. But the, the more I thought about this for a little bit, the more I do think that easing Doc into that second line center role, easing him into that throughout the course of the season, I do think that could be beneficial to him because you don't want this young kid feeling like he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders, right? It's a big year for the Blackhawks. They obviously have to produce. And you don't want to put too much pressure on him and and make him feel like he has to be out there doing, you know, lighting it up right away, right out of the gate. You don't, those those pressures don't need to be on him right now. Um, And playing with Dabrinkit and Kane, if Doc worked, to, you know, struggle in those first couple of weeks. And there are going to be people that are doubting his game. That's just how it goes playing in Chicago. Even though it is just, let's not forget, it's just his first training camp. He's never had a real training camp since being drafted by the Blackhawks. Like, this kid's gone through a lot in his short time since going pro. So I really do think that easing him into that second-line center spot could be a good idea for the Hawks. But again, you know, who knows? Maybe in two days, he's the guy on the second line practicing with Kane and Dabrinkit. And maybe the Blackhawks do feel like he's ready for that role right right there in, in game one. Um, it's, it's hard to tell on day one, but it definitely was interesting to see Johnson in the second line center spot to kick things off here today. Uh, but Johnson, that honestly, to me, could be a really perfect spot for him right there in between Kane and Dabrinka because he's responsible defensively. He's a good two-way center, wins face-offs. And while the offensive numbers haven't been great the last few years, especially for the price tag that he has and what he did uh, in his first couple seasons with the Lightning, you got to remember, he took on a bit of a lesser role for that team during these past couple of cup runs. He wasn't playing the same top six role for Tampa that he was in 2015 when they met up with the Hawks in the Stanley Cup Finals. So despite those struggles and the numbers not looking great, I don't think Tyler Johnson's offensive game will be any any bit detrimental to Kane and DeBrinkett. And I, honestly, if anything, it might just help him revitalize his offense a little bit, if anything. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, yeah, instead of Doc being in between those two on the second line, uh, it was Tyler Johnson this morning. And as for Kirby Doc, he skated along with Philip Kershev and Lucas Reichel, who, 
of course, just had a phenomenal showing at the Blackhawks Prospect Showcase against Minnesota over the weekend. If you want to hear more about that, again, quick plug, go check out yesterday's episode. It was basically me uh, getting extremely excited about Lucas Reichel and what he uh what he could have in store in his future. But yeah, that that could be a, a real intriguing young line there for the Blackhawks. Kurashev, Doc, and Reichel were teamed up today. Uh, and then the fourth line, if you will, um, was Dylan Strom, Ryan Carpenter, and Jujar Kara. Adam Gaudet, interestingly, interestingly, skated with Group 3 later this afternoon, just got um, underway not too long ago as I'm recording. Uh, but you got to figure that he's certainly going to be in the mix for uh, a bottom six spot as well for the Blackhawks. But the the thing that interested me the most about this bottom six that I saw today was that Dylan Strome was starting out on the wing. And with all the new emerging center depth that this team has suddenly, you know, Jonathan Taze is coming back. Kirby Dock is the second line center um, of the future. There's Tyler Johnson here now. Philip Kurashev's still a natural center. Ryan Carpenter's still on the roster. We got two youngsters and Lucas Reichel and Henrik Borgstrom who both play center. So, you know, it just, um, it looks like the Hawks might be wanting Strom out on the wing permanently going forward. I don't know, you know, it's one day again. But just talking with, with the amount of conversations that I've had with Blackhawks people, whether it be Ben Pope or... Jay Zawoski, Charlie Romeliotis. I've had kind of similar conversations with all of them about Dylan Strom. And I just get the sense that from all of them, that if Dylan Strom wants to be part of this team in the future, he's probably going to have to do so at the on the wing because at center, I just don't know if there's room for him right now. And I also don't know if he's shown if he's shown this team enough for them to commit to him down the middle going forward. So that definitely will be uh, another interesting thing to keep an eye on throughout camp as well, whether or not Dylan Strom is going to stay at the wing or if they'll once again be moving him back and forth between there and center. As for the Blackhawks' defense, no real surprises in Group 1. Uh, Jake McCabe skated with Seth Jones today, which I personally believe would be a phenomenal top pairing for this team to open things up this year. Uh, and then looking, looking down the line, Calvin DeHaan and Wyatt Kalanuck were paired together, which was kind of intriguing because I just imagined that DeHaan was going to be paired with Murphy right out of the gate. If he wasn't going to be, if, if Jones and McCabe were together, then I thought Murphy and DeHaan were going to be together as well. But Kalanuck, it, it just really feels like he's going to take on a much bigger role for the Hawks this year. Um, and he was great towards the end of last season as well. So He's deserving of getting a, a bigger role and more ice time this year, and it will definitely be um, be fun to see who Coach Jeremy Calton is going to want to start him with if he does make the NHL club. Connor Murphy actually was paired with Riley Stillman this morning. Um, and Stillman, yeah, he's going to be fun as well because the Blackhawks, really, they didn't commit to him fully, but it just seemed like at the time... By re-signing him, it just kind of showed that they didn't need to keep Nikita Zadorov. And clearly, um, by protecting Riley Stillman, they want him part of this team in the future. So, yeah, uh, he, he's probably someone that, just like Kalanuck, is right there going to be battling for NHL time as well. Uh, and then the two extras for defense this morning in Group 1 were Caleb Jones and Nicholas Bodan. And it was, 
Uh, a bit curious that Bodan made it to Group 1, but Ian Mitchell skated with Group 2, actually. Again, I'm not sure if that means anything just yet, but uh, it definitely caught my eye when I first noticed that Mitchell wasn't out there with Group 1. But he was definitely one of the players that highlighted the second group uh, that came out about uh, came out around noon. That was with um, Henrik Borgstrom, Alex Nylander, Nolan Allen. It seemed like that group was more so the high-end prospects or the high-end youngsters that they have in the organization right now. Um, so yeah, it, it was a, um, interesting to see that those were the guys that were left out. Alex Nylander for sure as well. Uh, he'll probably getting he'll probably be getting reps up with that group at some point. But it, it did it made me wonder if the Blackhawks have any plans of sending him back down to the AHL for a stretch of time just to get his game right and get him get him settled a bit, especially after rehabbing from a, a serious knee injury that occurred last winter. So it'll be fun to see how Nylander bounces back and forth between the groups. For the goaltenders last, Marc-Andre Fleury and Kevin Lankinen, the clear number one and number two in the organization right now, according to Stan Bowman. Those were his words when he spoke earlier this morning about that situation. So no surprise that they were with group one. And then Arvid Soderblom and Malcolm Subban were the two goaltenders that skated with group two and those young pros- those top young prospects, I felt like. Uh, those were the two guys that were the goalies in the afternoon. And that, to me, led to the most little bit of uh, noteworthy, uh, the most noteworthy bit, I guess you can say, in this department of the day, which was Colin Delia going with Group 3, skating with Tom Auburn and Kale Morris. Again, like I said many times, not sure if it means anything on day one. But it was a little weird to, to see him not in the same group as, as Malcolm Subban right now, and it was Arvid Soderblom instead. Uh, and whether or not Delia speaks out about the situation he's in once again, that's definitely something worth monitoring throughout the progression of training camp as well. The entire situation with the Blackhawks netminders, having all four of those guys, Flurry, Lankinen, Subban, and Delia, I still have no idea why they have all four. I get that there could be... Um, the, what's it called list, this, the taxi squad for goaltenders, but it's clear that the Blackhawks kind of have a log jam there as well. So yeah, I mean, some, something's got to give in my opinion. And, um, with Colin Delius skating with group three, I just wonder if he could be the one that's on his way out in this situation. All right. There is everything you need to know from Day one of Blackhawks training camp. Coming up in just a moment, I wanted to share a quick word about the Hawks reportedly being 100% vaccinated heading into the year. But first, I need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Built Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like coconut, salted caramel, double chocolate, and they now also have a couple of new flavors like strawberry and grasshopper cookie they also have cookies and cream cherry barcia and many more flavors all of which are covered in 100% real chocolate and are also soft easy to chew and great for the keto diet not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar but they're also a great source for protein and fiber so make sure to go to builtbar.com today and use the promo code locked 
15, capital L and locked, then the number 15 to get 15% off your next order. One more time, be sure to check out Built Bar for a delicious and healthy snack option and use our exclusive promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I just finished up breaking down all the details from the opening day of Blackhawks training camp. Now, before I wrap up the show today, I just wanted to be sure to share that general manager Stan Bowman this afternoon confirmed to the media that all members of the Chicago Blackhawks, 100% of the team, are vaccinated heading into the year. And that really seems to be the consensus surrounding all the players in the NHL. Like 98% of the league or something is already vaccinated. The NHL has had tremendous success with getting their players all up to date with everything, which isn't too shocking given the mentality that hockey players seem to have year in and year out. I mean, these guys are willing to do anything for their teammates in order to win and, and fight for each other. It's just kind of a respect thing, honestly. So great to hear that the Blackhawks... Uh, aren't going to have any problems on that on that front this season because it's been popping up a little bit in the past couple of days around the National Hockey League and uh, different teams have been handling their own situations differently we've seen so far because I don't believe, um, well, I don't believe it pretty much is true. The league isn't, <laughs> isn't mandated, um, it's not mandatory to be vaccinated in the NHL, but some teams, it ba- you basically have to be because we've seen um, some teams, you know, the New York Islanders, for example, earlier this morning, they did not invite Bodie Wilson to their training camp because he's not getting vaccinated. And that's the Islanders' choice. That's how they want to handle these things. Um, a different situation, Tyler Bertuzzi of the Detroit Red Wings isn't getting vaccinated as well. So he's going to miss like six or seven games this year when the Wings have to travel north of the border and go up to Canada, Bertuzzi's not going to be able to cross the border with the team. So uh, he's going to miss six or seven games. And some teams are choosing to stand behind their players. Some teams aren't. Um, Another situation like Bertuzzi, Joel Esperance of the, excuse me, of the Dallas Stars, he'll have to do the same thing. He's not getting vaccinated. So he's going to have to miss some games up in Canada. Um... So yeah, again, some teams are standing behind their players. Others aren't choosing to be so forgiving, but um, for the most part, most of these teams are 100% vaccinated. I've seen them popping up everywhere. I know Vegas, Edmonton, there's a lot of teams that have come out and said they're 100% vaccinated. Montreal, I know. Um, And yeah, the Blackhawks, it's good that they're they're not one of the teams that has to deal with these issues. They're 100% vaccinated. All good news on that front. Jonathan Taze is looking good. He's back out there with the boys on day one at training camp. We saw Seth Jones, Marc-Andre Fleury, Tyler Johnson, Jake McCabe, all the new arrivals. They seem to be pumped and excited to get things started. And even Patrick Kane in his presser today said that this year 
feels a little bit different. He does. He said he does miss Brent Seabrook's dumb little jokes, um, but this year just feels a little different, according to Patrick, than it has in the past. And well, Patrick, let's hope you're right, because us Blackhawks fans, we've been dying to see this team get back in the hunt for the postseason for quite some time now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Thursday, September 23rd's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to check out the Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day by just simply following the Lockdown Bets podcast. Brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for tuning in to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.